0: Welcome to Call Us Mommy Podcast, where we get real about mom life, relationships, and careers. I'm Tiana, a single mom of three. And I'm Marielle, a married mom of
1: four. We're both on a mission to empower you not to settle in any area of life. So we're going to be doing a... Ask us anything. Obviously, these are questions we've already gathered, so if you have questions and you're listening to right now, if you say them out loud, we're not going to be able to hear you, unfortunately. <laughs> but please DM us with them on Instagram or however you can find us, and we will totally do another one. The first question that we had was um, for Gianna asking what her best advice
0: would be as a single mom of three. Okay, I feel like I need to give a lot of advice. Yeah. I guess the best advice I could give you is to not forget about yourself. And you may be listening to this and I encourage when I say this, but put yourself first. That does not mean start dating and get a boyfriend and like choose them over your kids. That is not what this means. This means to take care of yourself, find things that you love, find things that you know, you're ambitious about. Find things that you want to make an impact. Like, what what are you passionate about? Those are things I feel like all mothers, single or not, they forget about and they start putting last. So especially as a single mom, you need to stay healthy. You need to stay energetic. We have a lot of things going on. A lot of places we gotta be at once. So I would say to make time for yourself. And I have my kids full time. Meaning Friday night, I may get less than 24 hours to myself to go do things. And so I understand not having all of this, you know, time. You may be like, okay, well, I can't get a babysitter. You can still find things that you love to do with kids. The very first year I was single. I did this, these things with my kids. I would try different things. I would go fishing. I would go hiking. I would go on runs. Like, I would try all of these new things to get to know myself and figure out, like, what the hell does Tiana even like because I don't even know who I am anymore. And so get to know yourself, find things that you're ambitious about, and really focus on yourself. I love that. And I love that you said that that's,
1: like, good advice for all moms, too Um, because the next question is uh, the best advice for me being a married mom of four and I think we as women since we we take on so many roles you know as a wife as a mom we do kind of get lost in them and it's hard to come back to ourselves because at least for us like we got married really young so like I got married right after college like literally I was still finishing up college credits whenever I got married Tiana got married right after high school so like We didn't really experience adulthoods without being married and wives wives and moms. So you don't even get to know yourself in that season and you do get lost in those roles. So, you know, get to know yourself and and be self-aware. Always be looking to get to know yourself better and grow yourself because you, when you're married, when you're in any relationship, it is so easy, I mean, especially in a partnership, when you have kids and you're sharing a household, (laughs) to look at that person and just be like, there are so many things that you could do better to make me happier, to help me out, to love on me better, whatever. You can always look at another person and, and, and critique that. It's really easy to do, especially whenever you're frustrated and exhausted and, you know, just your cup's empty and all those things. But... That's not going to help anything. It's just not going to. So whenever you look at yourself, and I'm not saying that if there are issues like that, they shouldn't be addressed, but there are just better ways to do it. So the, the thing that I've learned is there are always things that I could be doing better too. And usually if your cup's not being filled, in and in, if you're both two healthy people for the most part, I don't think anyone's 100% healthy all the time, but if you're both healthy people, if someone's not giving you what you need, most likely you're not giving them something that they need. So they're blinded by whatever they're missing to give you what you need and you're blinded by whatever you're missing to give them what they need. And so it's just a cycle. So I think the best advice I could give would just to to be to work on yourself and to always be growing and to communicate. So if there is something that's missing, communicate it in a healthy way. Let them know because you know, they're men, so like sometimes they just straight up do not know, and they can't read your mind. Yeah, I was gonna so say they
0: can't read our minds. Even sometimes we feel like they can, or yeah, something Or they should attitude. be able to. They should know yeah. what's going on. They don't. And now, if you if you spell it out for them a
1: couple times, and then they're still not listening, then there's a deeper issue there. But don't expect them to just know. So tell them, like my husband has never been someone who likes to buy flowers. Like he thinks that it's just not, you know, something that like, he just, it's not his thing. And I told him, I like getting flowers. And at first I did it in like a very like, giving him a hard time way. But then eventually I just told him like, I like it because when I see them throughout the week that I have them, I think of you giving them to me. So I explained it to him in like a non-confrontational way in a non-joking way, so he knew I wasn't just giving him a hard time, and then he started buying me flowers more. So you you just got to let them know what's important to you, and
0: yeah. assuming that you both love each other, they will respect that. Yeah. I want to add to that. So obviously, guys, I'm divorced, but I was married for <laughs> nine and a half years. I think it's realizing, too, that men and women have different expectations for what a relationship should look like. And we go into relationships a lot of the time assuming that they want the same thing that we do. And most of the time, yes, in result, yes, as in a big picture, but for like the little things that are involved of an expectations of a relationship, they're completely different. Right? It's like going into sex and being like, the same thing's gonna work on both of us. Like
1: that's not no, that's not how it works. And and you should explore exactly what's gonna work for both
0: of you together. Yes. And a healthy sex life, guys, involves communication, even if that's uncomfortable. Tell them what you like. It also involves like
1: two orgasms, not one, guys. Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's good. <laughs> so communicating,
1: I think, is, like, it's, all, I mean, obviously that's a really hard advice to just be like, oh, communicate, because you're like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? But just, I mean, Google is so free, and it's so full of resources. If you are struggling with that, because, I mean, I think some of it, it should be common sense, but, like, we are not taught it in school, So, Google, like, how to communicate with my husband, healthy ways to communicate. Like, there are specific ways that you can do that, and then it'll start to become more natural, but I promise you, the more self-aware you become, the easier it will be to, I mean, it'll be like a light bulb, being like, oh my gosh, the way I said that probably triggered that in him, and you have this whole new understanding, whereas before, you might get super frustrated by something, and then you start to understand why certain, you know, things happen, like, why does... Why do you do this? Because you're like this.
0: And then you have empathy, and it's just easier to love that person through that than to be mad at them. That's good. But. The way you communicate or just made me like remember. Like, say you guys are having sex and something doesn't feel good. You're not just gonna be like that does not feel good. Stop. Right, right. There's a healthier way and a nicer way where it doesn't turn you and him off. To be like, I like when you do this. Yeah. Always tell they like it, If we're talking specifically in sex, you can't track
1: Tiana's mind into sex <laughs> and then track it right back out. It stands. So I wasn't really talking about communication in sex when you're like googling that. Like you can, but yes. And also, like, that is one thing I've read about sex, like, whenever you want them to do something in the moment. Obviously, like, if it's something that they're doing and it hurts, you tell them. But, like, if there's something that you want them to do and they're not quite getting it and you're not in pain or something, like, maybe later on tell them, hey, like, next time we should try this. You don't say, like, hey, I really don't like it when you do that, but you could try this. Like... Be gentle about it, because it isn't... Just redirect and, like,
0: I like when you do yeah, this. Like, right. Or just take their hand and show them how to yes, do it. show them. That, that's me. I'm going to show you how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> They'll like it, I promise. we got to skip this
1: question. Yeah. next. Okay, so you, you guys didn't ask for that tidbit, but <laughs> we gave it to you anyway. <laughs> okay, so we also got the question um, asking about both of our testimonies, and I... We just wanted to address that we will make a podcast episode on each of these because we think it'll be a bigger conversation than just like at answering the question. Yes. Okay. So the next question we got was how do you handle going back to school slash sending your kids to daycare? So we just went back to school. Um, my girls have been, my younger girls have been in daycare for like a couple days a week throughout the summer. We didn't always go, but we, we did just go back to school a few weeks ago. Right. Has it been
0: longer than that? It's... A, this will be their fourth week, I think.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that, as parents, we have to think about sending our kids to school that, like, our parents probably didn't have to think about, you know, growing up in the 90s. Like, let's just state the obvious. Like, our schools are safe anymore. Like, there are just so many different things, and personally... I I pray over my kids every day before they leave throughout the day, just protection over them. I think that you have to you have to make a decision. Kids have to go to school. They have to learn. Whether you, you teach them, someone else is right. Else if you live them. in America, this is just the system that we have. You'll ruin your happiness by constantly thinking through all of the options that we have. You know, find a school that you feel safe with. Go to public school or homeschool. Not everybody can homeschool. And, like, we physically probably could because of the way that our work life is. It would be really, really stressful, but we could do it. I choose not to because I I think that my relationship with my kids would suffer. So I have to send my kids to school. Yes, I think every day about how something could happen, but that's not going to benefit me because they have to go no matter what. I'm doing everything I can to protect them, and that's all we can do. Because, really, it can happen to anybody, whether you're in another country or whatever. I
0: mean, things like that can happen when you're out on a family day going to the mall, you know. Mm -hmm. In 2020, when, like, the pandemic hit, I lived in so much fear. I had so much fear inside of my body. Like, I was determined. I bought so much stuff that for the rest of my kids, you know, until graduation, I was going to homeschool them. Yeah, and. I did. I had to for that short period of time while our kids were home and, like, they sent the things home and this is what we – the only option. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, like, this is not for me. You know, I know I am not a teacher that this is, like, harming, like, my kids and I's relationship, my mental health, their mental health. You know, I wasn't the best person I could be and – So, to me, I had to make a choice between, like, what do I actually want? Like, I never wanted to homeschool my kids. And if you do, you are amazing, like, go you. But, like, that is something that I just never dreamed of. It's not something I've ever wanted to do. I always wanted my kids to to go to school, to experience, like, all the different relationships, to experience the good and the bad because you need that in life. You need good and bad. If I sheltered my kids... Forever, and then they grow up to be 18 years old, and they go out to the real world. World, they are going to experience right. That. So I wanted that for my kids. And so to me, I just choose, like, okay, I'm not going to live in fear. Like, you know, even, like, just say, like, there's new things coming on now. And I started to get scared again, but I, I told myself, I was like, you know what? We're not going to live in fear. Yeah. I'll pray over them. I will pray every night. And that's that's the choice I'm making. And so I don't even think about these things like, on a daily basis, when I'm dropping my kids off at of school, I'm not thinking about these things. I'm thinking about, like, wow. When right. when they when I pick them up from school, I'm gonna, they're going to be excited to see me. I'm going to be ready to see them. We're going to have a better relationship. And yeah. I will tell you, since school has started, we have had, like, our entire dynamic, which is, like, me and my kids, has done a, a complete 180 from me being home, working with them, with them all the entire summer. Yeah, yeah and I will say, to. But like she said, I think you have to make the best decision yeah. that's for you and your family. Like some women dream of homeschooling their kids. And I have a friend, she homeschooled her kids and she loves it. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. But like, it's not for everyone. And right. I don't want anyone who can't do that or feels like they don't want to do that to feel guilty. Right, right. Don't feel guilty. But then also, you know, if if it's something that, you're, that really
1: is heavy on your heart, like what's going on in the world about sending your kids to school, there are ways to do things about that outside of not sending your kids to school because no matter what whether you let's say you stop sending your kids to school because of that reason like there's no other reason other than that one there are still kids in the country going to school that are being put in what we would envision as like harm's way so there are ways to fight that other than living in fear I guess you could put it so if that's what is is motivating you, then there are other ways to do that. Um, Practically speaking, you know, if you are filled with anxiety about sending your kids to school, fill your day up so that
0: you're busy because it will go by faster. And also, like, if you are, like, just say you're mourning, like, your kid maybe going to kindergarten. To me, I look at that as, like, exciting new seasons. Like, okay, we are, like, yes, my baby's not a baby anymore. They're going to kindergarten. They're still our babies. But, yeah. Say you're feeling th- those those feelings. I look at it as like this is a new beginning. Like they're gonna experience so many new things, and it's gonna be so fun. Right. Like I try to make things like fun. Like I want to see the fun in it. Like what's gonna be fun in this new season? Mm-hmm. Like no more diapers. Yay! You yeah. know, Find the fun in the new season, and you get to watch them grow. Like
1: they're gonna be growing so much, and you guys are going to your relationship is going to develop on a whole different level because at some point they have to go out in the world even if you homeschool them they have to go out in the world and be a part of the world so your relationship is going to change in some way at some point anyway but you got to see it as being enriched your your relationship is going to be enriched as they grow their personality in the way that it has to happen at some point anyway and it's hard like parenthood motherhood is just hard in general so like You just have to find ways to, you know, journal through those emotions, find people to talk to. It's going to be okay, though. It's going to be okay. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Call Us Mommy podcast. If you want to spend more time with us, make sure to hit follow. And if you liked the episode, share with a friend and leave a review.